Okay, good morning, everyone. Very, very warm welcome to today's pre-market trade plan live for Monday, the 22nd of uh, May. I um, hope you're all keeping well. Good to be with us. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, the whole point of this particular session every morning is for us to be able to do our analysis, um, decide which markets we're looking to trade, uh, what direction we're looking to trade them, and the prices at which we look to kind of engage at these markets. So really, we want to be as prepared as we can for today's trading opportunities. And this is where it begins with your ability to, uh, to plan those opportunities out uh, ahead of time. Okay, so on that note, um, if we could start with our risk warning. Good morning, everyone. I hope we're all keeping well. You had a good weekend. Um, so all profitable traders, they need to consider, of course, I'll, I'll make decisions upon you know, what markets should we be trading. Uh, probably more importantly, why are we trading those specific markets? Um, where do we then want to enter and exit these markets? Um, risk management, important feature of, of anyone's trading approach. And trade management also as well. So if that market moves in your favor, um, do you have, are you able to mitigate risk? Are you able to, uh, you know, book in a certain amount of profit? Um, you know, are you trading with a, a take profit, for example? Um, all of these questions come into the fore. And then trading psychology as well. And um, trend psychology has probably been really quite prevalent in these markets for the last six or seven weeks. And really, the reason why we say that is um, market fundamentals are really quite mixed at the minute. Um, there is um, a lot of confusion, a lot of indecision out there at the minute. And um, it's creating a bit of fear and anxiety. Um, but of course, what we're seeing, and if we look at the correlations as well, they're a little bit kind of all over the place. So there's a distinct sort of air of caution out there, but we're continuing to see US equities continue to make new highs. So we've got this sort of quite strange backdrop. We're not too, too comfortable with these markets in the last number of weeks either, uh, for this reason. Um, so we've adopted a more um, uh, a more conservative approach, certainly to risk management, um, in the form of reducing trade frequency. So when we get opportunities to build portfolios, we're not going full tilt. We're 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 taking a couple of um, we're taking a couple of baits. We're getting into those trades. We're making we're booking in profits on some markets, uh, taking small losses in others. You know, last week was a profitable week, but uh, we want to try and build on that now. We're, we've, we're still in um, uh, three trades currently open, which have not done an awful lot since we got into them. And that's, that's the frustrating elements to these markets at the minute. Okay. And really what it does is it kind of... Um, kind of frustrates you quite a lot. But if we can stay calm, if we can analyze these market conditions, <coughs> and all of these considerations as well on screen, uh, we discuss live every day with you know nearly every trade we're in. And we're strong advocates of being consistent in our approach, accurate with the levels we use, disciplined with our capital, and of course, be patient as well, all important features. So let's have a quick look at this market moving news. Um, Jerome Powell was the uh, 
was the last news event of last week, probably just worth uh, taking a quick look. We've had a Greek parliamentary election. Um, so towards the end of last week, we didn't have really a huge amount driving markets. It was a bank holiday on Thursday. Unemployment claims coming in less than expected, so still a, a very tight jobs market in the US. And we heard from Jerome Powell, and it was a kind of a strange event. Um, he was clearly not wanting to go off script, so to speak. Um, uh, sounded actually quite quite nervous. Um, so um, we've we've still got the same sort of dynamic behind these markets, which hasn't really shifted. We're looking for clarity and really struggling to find any. So it does make it, okay, it does make it um, uh, extra challenging. And then you look at some of the market correlations as well in these. Um, <coughs> and you get a, an even further confusing picture. Um, just quickly, we've got an inverted uh, yield curve uh, implying a bit of a recession. And we're seeing a, quite a considerable uptick as well in um, in the two-year Treasury yield from yeah, 3.7, yeah, 3.72 um, in early May to uh, in the last couple of weeks, you know, we're now up quite considerably higher. So, you know, close to a 50, maybe 60 basis point um, hike in US two-year treasury yields. So that would suggest to us, you know, is there a, a, a decent viable uh, sell opportunity across the equities? Um, we'd be looking and waiting for that. And there's, um, there's a lot of kind of capital, if you talk about, um, you know, investors out there, there's a lot of positioning to the downside for these equity markets. Problem is they keep continuing to make new highs. <clears throat> so it's like as if everyone's waiting for that rollover to kick in, um, which is pretty much kind of where we're at as well. Um, we're waiting for that rollover to kick in. Uh, we've taken two or three losing sell trades now in the S&P 500. I must, I must admit, they're all very, very small uh, trade sizes. Um, and we're getting into these trades with no take profits in them, meaning... If these markets do up at these higher levels, if they do take a strong rollover to the downside, we're going to try and let those winners run. So if we take a 20, 30 point uh, risk on a trade with a small trade size, you know, we could um, see a multiple of that, those few, small few losses, which we've currently taken um, and turn them into a, a, a very decent winner. Um, if we can build something in that direction but of course you need these markets to start to roll over to the downside and they don't really give us that much to work with that's the problem so jerome jerome powell's um uh, uncomfortable conversation with ben bernanke was uh was quite interesting and all we really saw was a little bit of weakness begin to creep in but nothing of any major um significance so it's a bank holiday today in Canada, uh, today being the 22nd of May. So we're now moving back into sort of economic <coughs> <coughs> in, 
indicators and performance numbers. So we're going to see the, the manufacturing and services sector, PMI numbers for the French economy, German, uh, the European, um, the UK, and also the US as well. So we'll see how those sectors are performing. Uh, if you look at the middle column, um, the column on the left currently up on the screen, you can see that services are still broadly performing or expected to perform really quite well. Uh, it's the manufacturing that's really still in contraction, it seems. So the question becomes, how much in contraction are, are these industries, manufacturing and services in these, um, it, with these numbers? Like, for example, um, the German economy is, is heavily manufacturing based and that's not performing particularly well. And the UK economy is particularly service driven. Um, and that is performing quite well. So you have things that are, are mildly positive, things that are uh, broadly negative, and it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult backdrop at the minute. Nothing of any major concern for us to deal with today, so do bear that in mind. So let's have a look at these charts, these all-important trading charts. So let's start with the US indices then. Um, we were able to get in on a bit of a sell trade on Friday. Um, well, it was towards the end of the speech really where there was a bit of selling kicking in. So we're in a bit of profit on the trade, but this is one of these, one of these situations where we're looking to sell the highs. We've got a really tight stop loss. <coughs> um, we, we took this trade knowing what we're doing almost. Um, it is a, we're, we're expecting this to be a kind of a forced breakout to the upside. <coughs> and, uh, you know, if we get a, like a little move even down to these levels, you know, then it's a sizable return. It's like a four or five to one risk reward on the trade. So um, currently it's looking a little bit more on the positive side as things currently stand. But there's certain, there's certain aspects and things that we can point to to suggest, okay, we might still get some further selling creeping in. So there's a, a structural failure setting up on the, on the NASDAQ, which might be worth looking at, especially if the daily candlestick starts to turn bearish as well. Now, it's not game over to the downside for equity markets. We'd be looking for a kind of a short-lived, short-term. I'm sure this market was going to get a little bit of a bounce. You know, there is um, those participants out there that are looking to buy these markets. And really what they have is their fingers in their ear holes. And, and it feels as if they're going blah, 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 blah. Not listening to anything that's, you know, that's concerning. Uh, we still think the Fed are going to pivot. Uh, even though the Fed are saying we're not really going to pivot, they still think they will do. Um, corporate earnings are performing really quite well. Um, we had a banking crisis. And so there's participants that, that have their fingers in the ears and they're almost thinking that the Fed are going to pivot, even though the Fed themselves have made it clear inflation is still way above where it needs to be. Um, 
but I do appreciate the Fed are also quite good at mixing the signal themselves and um, not really being that clear and very sort of they seem to flip-flop quite a lot and I don't know if that's by design or if that's by incompetence but it's um it's a bit of a concern of course okay so U.S. equities uh, close to recent highs. Um, FTSE is just really in a sideways pattern. It has been for a little while. The DAX has really been kind of excelling and kind of outperforming. Even Friday, we made new highs again. Um, difficult trade to, to get into. I mean, technically, it's not difficult. But... Um, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Um, technically, it's, it's not difficult. Excuse me. I do apologize. Let me have a drink. Yeah, so that's the DAX. <clears throat> and the Nikkei has really been really outperforming. And it still looks like it's continuing higher. So um, Bitcoin, the last one on the equity side, <clears throat> um, obviously being a cryptocurrency, um, it's, we go through long periods of nothing in, in markets like Bitcoin. So two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, pretty much 12 days of just price action, <clears throat> not really doing an awful lot. Okay, so equities, We'd, we'd be, we would like this market to start turning bearish and uh, start rolling lower, if we can get it lower. Um, <clears throat> maybe we could add some further downside in the pipeline. We said bond yields are, are continuing to stick higher. That's really broadly not good for US equities, so we'd expect them to respond eventually. And that's the key word, eventually. When's that going to happen? It's a difficult call. We pretty much know these US indices are going to soften and they are going to roll over to the downside at some point. I suppose the case is kind of when, and they keep defying sort of gravity really at this stage. There's a uh, Um, a market that we were able to get into, uh, I think again on Friday, we're able to make some good profit out of the euro dollar. Um, looking to get in on this little sell trade, this dollar strength trade. Um, and again, we're looking for this to start turning bearish as well. So we've got this um, double top up here and then the structural failure trade to the downside. Then the pullback, not quite into resistance, but not a million miles away. Then you get the next leg. We've now had a pullback. Now, will this be a, a third leg to the downside? That's what we're kind of anticipating with our take profits down at these lower levels. So it's still potentially a decent trade there in the pipeline. The pound is already beginning to turn bearish. So this is exactly what we'd want to see. Lower highs, lower lows. 
um, and um, take profits down at these slightly lower levels. So hopefully we get a good move out of the dollar again today. Um, we've got the uh, the dollar yen pulling back into previous support uh, resistance, which becomes support. So um, will there be a potential buy trade here? We can certainly keep an eye out for that. In terms of dollar strength, it does seem like dollar strength is potentially an opportunity. Um, we've pulled back in the dollar Swiss into again um, support levels. So dollar CAD looks like it's gearing up to kind of make a little bit of progress to the upside. When we're below these moving averages, we'd probably wait to get above it. The Aussie dollar rejection of the highs, structural failure trade pullback. And now is this the extended move down to these lows? Um, we'll certainly keep an eye on this dollar potential strength trade. The New Zealand dollar making a high, pulling back, attempting to make a new high and failing. So is this the next leg to the downside? <clears throat> we can try and prepare uh, 12, 14 days of nothing really going on in the euro pound, showing signs of potential making a move, but not really getting there at all. The euro yen, pound yen, I suppose our focus would be a little bit more on the dollar really right now, the potential dollar strength. Will we see further downside moves in gold? <coughs> we could very well if we get this dollar strength trade moving in line with expectations. We've seen the structural failure trade to the downside now. So this is our little pullback there on Friday. Will we get that rollover to the downside? Uh, worth keeping an eye out on that on that dollar strength trade. See if that works out for us. And then commodities. I mean, we're probably marginally more bearish. Um, it's a, it's a tough call inside this little zone in here because we've attempted to make a new high and failed, and now we're attempting to make a new low, um, and that could fail as well. So we've got a little bit of double top and, and potentially a double bottom all forming um s p 500 we're in that we're looking for that rollover to the downside and we might add some some, some more opportunity uh, to that over the course of the day okay so let's bring up our um, okay so our trade plan really from from last friday was um, looking for some potential further dollar strength. I suppose Powell put the jitters on these markets on Friday just a little bit. Didn't really see too much um, yen strength. And, um, and that further US indice strength trade from Friday morning um, kind of changed really to a certain degree uh during jerome powell's um 
sort of nervous approach with these markets. And that wouldn't, if I was a buyer, that wouldn't fill me with any, any real confidence. And uh, so it's more of a news-based trade really to look for some selling, which is kind of in keeping with our overall view. But do, do please note, at, at, because of these current market conditions, trade frequency and trade size are both lower than normal. And it's because of these uh, market conditions, of course. So <clears throat> the all in question, the all important question is, um, market summary, <clears throat> it's still quite mixed and, and still quite choppy in nature. So things can, I suppose, our, uh, our conservative approach at the moment is still pretty valid. You'll notice if we get into, um, if we start seeing all the correlations filtering through, we're still getting into maybe two or three trades maximum, which small trade size. We're not loading up four, five, six trades like we would do normally. And to be fair, we've been justified in that in that approach really over the last six, seven weeks. Uh, few winning trades, few losing trades, nothing spectacular. And we're just waiting patiently really for the opportunities to to arrive. So, um, a quick look at oil again. Nice oil. Yeah, we can probably have a little bit of a bearish, bearish view of these markets. Um, okay. Right, we're going to go for that risk-off trade, um, primarily. Okay, so this is our, our trade plan now for the for the day. Um, we're looking at mixed and choppy market conditions. Uh, that's the overall sort of summary, really. We're looking for potential dollar strength. We're looking for potential uh, yen uh, strength as well. So the euro yen, pound yen may be rolling over to the downside. I'm going to look for that. US indice weakness. Okay, so that's, I mean, our, our trade plans aren't really as detailed as they normally are with the uh, with the levels and the direction and things like that. Um, but you get the general gist because we, we need to be a little bit nimble at the moment. And that's causing us a bit of a bit of a problem. Um, if we if we get too in, entrenched, then uh, it could become a problem pretty easily. And uh, the narratives are, there's aspects of each of these narratives feeding through, so really quite challenging on the narrative side of things. So on that note, guys, thank you so much for joining us. I do appreciate you joining us. 
Um, we will be back again, of course, tomorrow morning. Uh, any questions for those of you attending live, feel free to post them into the chat box. And um, look, thanks very much for joining us. Just to let you know, we do trade news markets fully live and interactive every morning from 8 a.m. UK time for the European session and again at 12.45 UK time for the US trading session. So if you want to join us for that, very welcome to do so. For more information, just go to livetrading.com uh, and we, you can speak with us there. On that note, guys, thanks so much. Do take care. Uh, we'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.